0: Hello and welcome back to the Virtus Performance Podcast. It feels good to be back in the hosting chair. My guest thinks this is all a little bit weird and can't <laughs> believe that people actually listen to this, but I've reassured him that we do have a few listeners. Uh, my guest well, no, is Troy McDonough. it's not the listeners, it's how long they listen. It's crazy. I, as I said, I've got to say, I don't listen to it either, but that's for the sheer fact that I sit here in the hosting chair it. and have already listened to it once and don't really need to listen to it again. But... First of all, I've actually got a bone to pick with my guest.
1: <laughs> I did
0: Here this to him go. the other day in person, Here but I'm doing it again on camera for yeah, the sheer fact the... of entertainment. I've been coaching <laughs> you and your son on the Wednesday night for a couple of months now. Yeah, I've stopped doing Wednesday nights because yeah. footy training's back. Mitch takes over for two weeks, and you're giving him free betties.
1: I know, I know. I've, I've been reflecting on it, but... Um you know, I think there's a couple of things in it, Ty, yeah, like you, you actually ditched us on the Wednesday night, so there was a little bit of resentment going on with that, and then uh, Mitchie's sort of, you know, had a few hard hard times over yeah. the last month or two, <laughs> yes. I wasn't sure whether he was eating, um, and so I thought maybe you maybe should spot him a bit of food oh. on the Wednesday, I, I so I do owe you one, alright, let's say that. Uh, well, I won't uh, lie, let's just say I won't be forgetting about it, I won't be forgetting about
0: it Troy hey, um. no, well, that's
1: twice you brought it up so that's clearly twice. I'm going
0: to have to owe it up to you nah, I'll drop it now,
1: hey um, what we'll gets you out of bed in the morning? Uh, look, um, four kids to start so they're all up and about early and busy and different stages of life um, and I have historically liked to train in the morning um, uh, I'm starting to test out the evening training, which I'm quite enjoying. Yeah. But, you know, I've always felt if I could get up early, um, get some training in, help help at home get the kids going, um, that kind of sets me up in the right mindset for yeah. the day. There's no so, better way to start the day than yeah. by
0: doing something challenging. yeah. And then you're
1: like, yeah anything that comes after that, it's just... It it is, it it gets bloody hard as you get older, and I know that's not an excuse, but it just, lots happening in your world, and everyone's busy, so you really have to commit to it, Um, and so, yeah, I think... You know, enjoying what you do is important and that means you wake up and you kind of go, right, I'm ready for the day, I know what I've got to do, I'm pretty clear in, you know, the plan for the day and sort of off you go. So, I always have a bit of a positive frame of mind, as you know, so that's
0: good. Yeah, that's something I have learned over the time with you. Hey, uh, you
1: did say four kids, which actually I didn't didn't know there was four of them, so (laughs) I've already learned something. Uh, How old's the youngest, how old's the oldest and what are they all doing? Lila's the oldest, she's 18, just finished VCE, so she's starting to spread her wings and, you know, do her thing. Um, Noah's 16, going into year 12, Annemiek 14 and Jonah 7. So cracking, mm-hmm. cracking for... Good diversity yeah, of ages. Yeah, they're lovely kids. So morning workouts ticked off. What, do, what, <laughs> yeah. do, what does your day look like after that? What yeah. do you do with yourself? Yeah, it's uh, mate, it's quite diverse. So I like I like sort of have I sort of grown up in business and done different things. Um I like the diversity in the day. So, you know, often, um, you know, a variety of businesses that are going on, you know, making sure that I've got the leaders, uh, you know, covered and make sure they know what they're doing. And, you know, my priorities for the day are kind of organised. So, you know, there's the standard meeting stuff that goes on, but I think they've got to be purposeful and meaningful. And, you know, they've got to have, um, you know, clear outcomes as the day rolls along. But, yeah, it's just... Every day is a different day. So.
0: so you got your fingers in many, many pies. Do you yeah. want you to give us a little bit of an insight into... Yeah, the different uh, businesses that yeah. you are involved
1: in. Yeah, so I've always been in sort of hospitality, uh, retail, leisure, entertainment. You know, different businesses. Sometimes my own businesses. Sometimes you know, in corporate roles. So I've kind of got a mixed bag at the moment. So I'm part of a business um, called Betty's Burgers, and sort of managing director for that business and a shareholder in that business. So you know, that takes up a lot of time. Um, and then along the journey over the last 10 years, um, you know, picked up and been involved in some other businesses. So one of those is partnering with um, the beautiful Sam Kex and the Badger, Badger Keck uh, at Bad Common Folk, who I know you love. Yeah, and we very much T- love. Tommy Tullak and Casey and the entire team down there. So, you know, spend a bit of time with Sammy and the board there and making sure the business is moving in the right direction. And then... Um, you know, got involved in a business um, about five years ago, doing outdoor basketball courts, and that's sort of grown and scaled pretty quickly. So I spend a little bit of time on that now. That's called Dream Court. So yeah. anyone out there that needs a great home basketball court, hit me up. Well, I might want a, ten- <laughs> might, might want a tennis court one day when yeah, I have my own house. Which will yeah. Be a long way away, but so that we'll get that, there. that that the, that's where the diversity comes in. So they're mm. different stages of their business cycles, and um, that combined with al and the four kids and you know just family life and you know it's busy yeah yep so i guess explain to the important explain to the audience
0: the importance of i guess tending to your own garden yeah. and looking after yourself before
1: that you before you can yeah fill i others it, cups up. i feel like probably a step further than that it's in because al and i've been married for 20 years i think The more important part is that in a relationship or a partnership that you're in um there's time that you have to give that as the first priority so my 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 kind of focus on myself drops down the list a little bit so my my focus is about Al and I being really harmonious and 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 having a really happy home for our kids right and because that is the foundation of everything everything sort of that fe- feeds off that, that is so, literally happy wife, well happy life. Yeah, well, life. well yeah, yep. yeah, to, to to that extent, but also just, um, yeah, if you don't invest in that, then as an individual, you know, you, you're then not happy. So, you know, I think my priority is making sure. And I often sort of say this to people that are in relationships that you've got to set that time aside. You've got to dedicate and commit to that time and. Otherwise, you just become running partners in life and you can start to drift very easily. So first priority is that for me. Second priority is probably, you know, the, the, the kids' happiness because, you know, they're going and, – and then as part of that, I will fit my routine in and amongst it. So that's what works for me. It's not for yeah. everyone, but, you know, sometimes you've got to make sacrifices and, you know, this week I've trained once, right? So for me, that's a struggle week for me because it starts to affect me – physically and mentally so I've got to re-correct that
0: yeah and I suppose mm. it'll start to affect you and then it'll affect your family that's and then right
1: quite, quite possibly the then help your of businesses so as well s- yeah so you're right you've got to you know you've got to look after yourself and prioritize yourself and sometimes you know y- those priorities move a little bit depending on where you're at but yeah so that's that's kind of how I look at things yeah mm. lovely mm. hey you chatted
0: about Betty's Burgers yeah um, were you involved in, like, the creation
1: and the grassroots yeah, growth uh, of that business? Yeah. Or yeah so, what's your involvement there? Yeah, so what happened, uh, the story was that the first restaurant opened in Noosa um, about eight years ago, <clears throat> and often as these things happen, there's, there's founders and entrepreneurs that sort of get things going. Um, I came in at about restaurant four. So they'd had it up and going and they'd made a um, decision to sell. This is the one owner. Um, It just became a lot for those first two or three. So he sold the business to an equity group. Um, And so I came in as part of that to help that transaction happen. And then part of that was to kind of make sure that everyone was getting along. You know, I feel like some of the skills I have is to bring parties together to try and create you know, um, like a, a just harmony.
0: a happy and high-performing team. Right. Organization. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I came in um, to help the founder kind of start to exit out of the business. So that was restaurant. Probably by the time we did that, that was a restaurant eight. Um, and then took the business over and started to work with the team. So started to reshape that. team. So
0: your role is really like team cohesiveness and
1: yeah, it's a bit of change management really. So yep. just making sure that you know without all the bullshit well, that goes don't with it. Change, just, do they? Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's just making sure that you're bringing a group of people together and they understand kind of what the purpose of the mission Mm. is and you know a lot of that stuff that you sort of set down and they all go yep i want to be a part of that or i don't want to be a part of that and we feel like we got a group group of people together we're moving as one and we just opened restaurant 51 so things are taking a lot so you jumped in at say number three or four yeah number three or four so it's gone all right that's huge yeah it's nice Yeah. yeah and a lot of fun you know I always believe that if you're in business and you're working every day, you've just got to love what you do, got enjoy oh, it. If you hate it, you yeah. just can't you put just your heart on it, you? it, Yeah. yeah. Nah. So for anyone out there that's labouring and hate what they do, really stop and reflect because yeah. you can make a decision oh, it's today. torture. Yeah, but but often people stay in stuff, right, and they go beyond their expiry date mm, and it becomes quite toxic. No, I guess it's that fear of change, what we just discussed about before, mm. like – We talk a lot about the magic that's created when you step out of your comfort zone. And so my job as a leader and in business is to force people out of their comfort zone because when you're out of your comfort zone is when the magic happens. And so often people that I push outside their zones – they'll say to me in six months' time, it's the best thing that ever happened to me or, you know, it's the best decision I made. or, And so I encourage all leaders to keep forcing people out of their comfort zones. Yeah, and there's big day. parallels to like the mm. health and fitness journey. Like that's right.
0: no physiological change to your body is going to happen inside a comfort zone. Like muscles yeah. literally need to be... <laughs> pushed to the point of almost failure by yeah, like outside the comfort zone.
1: Yeah, spot on. Like so sa- a- the same principles apply, right? Yeah. just um, There's a prerequisite level of stress that an organism
0: needs to experience to actually nice. grow. <laughs> That's right, B- right. Big words make me feel smart. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, what are you looking for in not just a life partner, but a business partner that you potentially want to work with and
1: help grow? Yeah, it, 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 I think... Um, Like in any partnership, I think just at the heart of it, you just got to like each other, Mm. and you know you you meet people that you just instantly connect with, and for me, it's um, if that instant appeal or attraction is there, and there's a likability, and then you layer in things like you can trust them, they're reliable they're honest, they're hardworking, you know, the values line up. We talked about a bit bit about our values, um, you know, sometimes your personal values align, your business values align, then you just know you've got a partnership that you want to enter into. And that doesn't matter whether it's your husband, your wife, your partner, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, but – and in business it's the same. You've just got to have this almost – unspoken word that you can lean into each other Um, when times are good and you celebrate the wins and when times are tough you can lean in even harder and the last three years partnerships have been tested in so many ways right In, in in all facets of our life and I think we all kind of reflect on that time and go well what are the partnerships that really stood up and you know were really rock solid during that time and which ones just failed around us and We've made some adjustments in our lives. Mm. What are some of those values that you do look for yourself? Yeah, so one of the things that I always do um, in a business sense is make sure that there's clear values that the team create. And so I'll use Betty's as an example. So every day I wear, I don't know if this is being filmed, but every team member at Betty's gets one of these when they start with us and it's the values bracelet. Yeah, no. And so, our values were created by a group of people around Restaurant Five, across all parts of our business that sort of came together and built out the vision for the business and the values of the business. So that's cool. What does that say? It says page, passion, authenticity, integrity, genuine hospitality, and ultimately the last is E, which is creating experiences that are worth sharing. So. The young team members, fifteen plus, get one when they start. They understand what our values are. That, that's every single Betty's worker. Yep. yep. So there's three thousand of them, and I would expect that I could walk into any restaurant today, and they will be wearing it as part of their uniform, and they will know what they mean. <clears throat> they're recognised for them. They're rewarded for them, and they're you know we're held accountable to the values. So those values on my wrist line up to me. You know, th- I would say that they're probably symbolic of who I am as a person yep. um, so I really think your own values are critical that you then line them up to whoever you're working with or for or partnering with and if there's values alignment then there's going to be magic
0: that's it and I can imagine yeah. like being a 15 16 year old that might be a little bit lost in the world and they go and get a job at Betty's and they get yeah. given
1: this bracelet that you just feel a part of a Community, it's almost like a sense of belonging, yeah. Same as Virtus, right? I see it it playing out here. There's a general sense of belonging. There's a sense of values alignment. People care about each other. Um, And sometimes they don't have to be on your wrist. They don't have to be on a piece of paper. They're just intrinsic in you. Mm. Um, And, you know, I think this business does an exceptional job here at Virtus in, in, in living out the values that it stands by. So, yeah, it's good. That's sort of what I sort of look for. I love that. I've actually have noticed that on you before. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea that that was <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. So I'll get up every day and this is a reminder to me of the commitment I've made to people in our business. Yeah. And it helps me kind of go, am I living by these? Am I aligned to these? And people hold me accountable for it. So... You know, no matter where you are and what you're doing and Common Folk is the same. We have a set of values at Common Folk and Sam leads those and lives those and where we hold ourselves, um, you know, highly accountable for delivering on them. So, yeah. anyway,
0: Yeah, I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Some of the work we're recently doing at Virtus
0: is partnering with local business and helping them invest in their team and build, you know, happy, healthy, high-performing staff and, yeah. you know, really cohesive teams. What do you feel is the benefit, like, of investing in your team and you mm. know, well, look, yeah, looking mate, after their
1: health and wellness? <sighs> look, like, I think no matter what, <sighs> the vast majority of businesses are, are all relying on people. And so I, I have this people-first approach in every yeah. aspect of, of our, my life. Um, so, when I look at running a big team, um, if you're not investing in your people, and if you're not making decisions that all are focused on people and culture, then the, the rewards typically don't come. So, if you're looking for financial outcomes from your business, if you're looking for customer orientated outcomes from your business. They're only going to happen if you've got, you know, a happy and harmonious workplace, and people that genuinely care about what they're doing. Yeah, so, yeah. to your point, there, mate, where you're investing, you know, in in here and local community and all those things um, are, are so critical to the success of an organisation. But you could, you know, you can talk that about schools or councils or government or like. There has to be a people first approach and in my career that's been my (coughs) probably one of my criticisms that I lean too heavily into culture and people and then when you know you have to make decisions around those things they become very difficult um but I've always believed that you can weather the storm if you've got a team environment where people care they're united they feel valued they will maneuver with you all of those ups and downs um
0: the great Alex Bowes, and it's not the first time I've dropped his name in this <laughs> podcast, the great Alex Bowes said to me the other day, it's the expense that makes sense mm, when you mm. do invest in your staff and make That's sure right. that they're well and they're happy.
1: And it's like, always at the times when you're tested, right? Because the first thing to go is the, some of those little nice things to do. And in businesses I've just seen fail, they've started to pull the pin on stuff to save a bit of coin or, you know, cash gets tight. And it's when that happens that you need to double down, right? And those businesses that double down on their people uh, through those hard times, and again, I go back to that COVID period, you know, you reap the rewards down the track. And so, you know, I only have to look at the businesses I'm involved with the team are all still there. They're all consistent. They're all still doing what they love, and there hasn't been any dropout over those last couple yeah, of years.
0: Yeah, that's it. And that's like with us. Like Lockie said to me the other day, <laughs> like he's he's seen a direct correlation with the amount of money he puts into the business and the amount of money he spends, and the money we get back. That's right. You know, you know and, and, like, and you can
1: see, it and, and there's a the limit to that. But yeah, yeah, you know, well, you have to. I mean, you've got to be careful. But you know, you guys have done a great job maintaining status quo during a pretty tricky period mm. and clearly you know the the people that connect here have have doubled down right and they they want to be part of it they're, they they want to be part of the future with you and you know and the benefits are coming yeah you're right it's a
0: people in relationship business like yep. here like it it does not matter the like big dirty secret of the fitness industry it does not matter the mm. exercise you do the equipment <laughs> you have Like, nothing fucking matters. It is all about how well you can build a relationship and get your clients, whoever, to trust in you. Spot on. And, yeah, ride your coattails. (coughs) No, you're right, mate. Beautiful. Hey, um, the importance of systems in business for success, because, like, like some of the biggest businesses, like Imac, KFC, they have just phenomenal systems where a pretty uneducated 15-year-old can jump in and start slapping burgers together and just... You know, what are the importance of really really good robust systems? Yeah, in? I think
1: I think um, the the importance is to me that you you keep looking for opportunities to be better and you're innovating all the time and that they might just be little micro improvements. So, you know, in a business when you're dealing with a large group of people and in my space it's a young group of people, you have to be very clear and 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 consistent with your systems your tools and your processes because safety in the workplace for us is critical right young kids can hurt themselves very easily so if you're a one place operation then you typically get away with stuff that you just can't when you grow there's less need for scalability Yeah. yeah yeah and if they have no appetite to do that it's fine but where we're at right now like safety in the workplace is everything so we have to have good systems we have to have continued improvement in in our operations and you know there's great people in our business that kind of look for that stuff each and every day and you know um, our young team have a voice so if there's something not right, they'll bloody tell I'll us let about you know. it. Oh, yet mate, they will tell us about it. And we've got a whole heap of channels available to them to tell us. And we'll make change. That's the beauty of being a people-first business. If our team aren't happy, then we had a request yesterday come in and, you know, it might sound silly, but we have these black hats in kitchens and they're closed at the back and – they're too hot for the team, and so you know the request came in to go to a different style, and so we made that ch- change in twenty four hours. In a big business like ours, those still things are all people first decisions, so
0: that's good. Do people sometimes give you the shits with some requests? <laughs> I feel like, like, where do you toe what? the line between <laughs> yeah. some you know <laughs> outrageous requests and ones that are quite reasonable? Yeah, <laughs> I think like, what
1: I find, I think. Our guests give me the shits. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a very guest-focused we won't person. Post this. <laughs> no, no, but but it's sometimes I just feel like we judge very quickly, mm. um, and you know, there's obviously, you know, guests pay for product and all the things that come with that, but they're very quick to judge, and so things that probably don't frustrate me, but get me down a little bit is when we get feedback, and sometimes that feedback is. Harsh and, mm. and, and, you know, we want to be great at what we do, and the team are very proud of that. And so when we miss the mark, that, that, that hurts. So, yeah, people already yeah, know about it, which yeah, is unfortunate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, no one's going to leave a,
0: well, not many people are going to leave a positive review. <coughs> yeah. But the only people that are going to leave a review are the ones that have got an axe to grind. Which yeah. Is they, unfortunate. Yeah. But,
1: and, and look, we, you know, like anything, you know, whether it be, um, this business or others, it's just you want to, do a great job, right? Yeah. And, and you know, you're, you're you're passionate about it, and you're, you're proud of it. And so, when it doesn't quite meet the mark, that's frustrating. Oh, it's frustrating, yeah. yeah like, yeah. you know,
0: in amongst this <laughs> job, like I, yeah. I hate fucking up. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, right. I hate doing things wrong. Like I
0: hate when Locke has to pull me up and say, "I
1: know, you know I know, do but, this, do that." But, 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 but that feedback's great. Look at the, from a team point of view, they're all pretty good. You know, they're, mm. they're, they're, there can be days where. You know, if you're doing the same thing every day and it's repetitive, and you know things don't necessarily go your way, then you can become a bit frustrated. But I, I don't see a lot of that, mate. I, I tend to be pretty optimistic and positive, and that flows through when when that's infectious to other people, mm. and they can they can bank on that. One one thing I like is that people know who I am. They can they can trust that I will be the same, Troy. Right now, with you, Ty. Tomorrow, the next day, the next day. So, and people can rely on it. So, you know, yeah. when when you can be that and you can expect that of someone, then it's in, you're in a good place. Yeah, it was mm. a, it was a part I looked forward to on my Wednesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just, just the uh, <laughs> we have a bit of fun, mate. Yeah, it was good. We have to come back to Wednesday. we we'll will, we'll will. ditch will. Mitchy out. Yeah, there, we'll right? ditch yeah, Mitch yeah, when uh, right. footy goes back to Tuesday, Thursday night, <laughs> training well, uh, we'll make a trade. We'll make a trade. We'll, make we'll a trade. on Wednesday. Yes. Now on, we'll make it a routine. Absolutely. Okay, that's a deal.
0: Hey, um, growing up, did you always
1: <laughs> know that you wanted to be, you know,
0: big business owner, uh, fingers in many pies?
1: No, like all, all I wanted to do when I was a kid was play footy. Yep. Yeah, I was a mad, um, mad AFL footy head. You know, <clears throat> spent my you know years from probably six years of age to. 14, 15 just with a football in my hand and so I grew up, you know, all I wanted to do was play AFL footy and I got that opportunity so I sort of worked my way up. At that stage the under-19 competition still existed so I went up through the ranks, um, the 15 development squad, 17 development squad into the 19s at Carlton and was on the cusp of, you know, a, a reserve senior spot. Um, it was the last year of the under-19s and uh, the last game of, um the pre-season and I tore my ligaments in my knee so um and that is that is that still the knee that sort of gives you grief yeah so today? that's you know 50 years of age i just had a full knee replacement so that was tore both ligaments or, or the ligaments in my knee reconstruction went back they they gave me another shot but I kind of didn't have the same Gasto then and so then they dropped me back and went back to Eastern Districts and played Division 1 there and then I tore it again and so sort of couldn't catch a break yeah Yeah. so it was just you know I was kind of um, really challenged at that time because that's all I ever wanted to do that's all I knew and when that dream didn't eventuate, you know, I had to turn my attention elsewhere.
0: What, what age did you say you were? You were 19 at that yeah, first injury so was probably, when you were on the
1: cusp? Um, Yeah, under 19. Yep. So that was just was sort of 18 into 19 and then... Which, which you're, you're a boy still, are like you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that so all. When you, that's all you want to do and that's all you think's heading your way yeah. and you're kind of there. Were you um, equipped to cope with that? Not really. No. no, no, no. I was kind of a bit lost for quite a few years and, you know, I was sort of struggling along at a uni course and you know working sort of part-time mm. doing bits and pieces and you know but i always probably knew that i had some capability in in a leadership sense whether it be in sport or whether it be at yeah. school Yeah,
0: had you been in captaincy roles yeah, in before? Yeah, yeah
1: yeah i had sort of school roles and captaincies and, and it always carried over yeah yeah so so once i kind of got myself out of the pit of misery which took a few years (laughs) you know that's how the business has started I sort of started working in hospitality and went from there yeah yeah if
0: you don't mind go into a bit more detail about that you know Troy in the pit of
1: misery with one Uh, knee to yeah I think it's uh, we always talk about um you know getting yourself out of the pit of misery because I find sometimes you are dealing with people that are struggling, and mm. you know, I think it's a mindset shift. So for me, in those early days, when when your dream is crushed and you're not able to kind of see beyond that, then you can fall down into that pit of misery. And you know, um, it takes only you and potentially support around you to be able to climb out of that. So. Um, And that's when you've got to lean into your friends and your family and partners and be communicating and open and sometimes we struggle with that. So that probably took me a couple of years and, and, you know, really to find my feet again and say, okay, well, that's not going to happen for me. And I think once you get beyond that, then you start to climb out of the pit and get yourself right and focus on the future and, you know, that's kind of what happened. And then I naturally fell into roles and those roles became bigger and that's how that career started and you know everyone's kind of going through their own journey with that stuff yeah what did the study look like you said you were in Mm. and out of uni course yeah I was doing architecture so I dropped out of um so I was doing when I was sort of playing footy I was at an architect's firm in South Melbourne um and I thought I could be an architect and enjoy design and construction and um, and then got four years into that and weirdly I was um, designing a place, um, nobody probably on this call would know it, but it was a cool blue, blue train cafe, it was at Southgate in the city, it was an iconic um, cafe that was built, well I met the owners through that design and uh, as part of that I said, mate, I need to earn a bit of cash, can you give me a job at night? So I used to finish at the architect's firm about 5, 5.30 and then I'd catch a train into the city and work there till about midnight and then do that five nights, five days there, five on nights. The so, yeah, on the hustle. Yeah, on the hustle, yeah. And then I fell in love with hospitality because I found myself four years into an architect's degree thinking I'm never going to be in the top 5% architects in the country, but I felt like I had and a home just in because lo- Is that just because the love wasn't there? Uh, I just think there's a skill, like okay. there's a skill set and a uniqueness in, in that there's an elite element of that architecture space that are designing homes and commercial properties and buildings and just... there's, And I just wasn't... I was sort of mediocre. Mm. And so I thought, okay, well, I can keep trucking along at this and sort of make it. And I was sitting behind a desk all day and then I'd go and work in hospital at night and just fucked and loved it, right? Loved being around people. So that was where the shift came and I and, thought, well, that's where I want to be.
0: And I guess for me, like, that that just sounds like, that sounds like work and a hustle, but I guess if your heart's in it and you love yeah, it, like, that's just... Yeah, you love
1: it. And, and it, mate, I just <laughs> enjoyed, I, I loved what I was doing, both sides, but then, you know, sort of lent, lent further into hospitality and then was offered a job there full time and, and then just developed up in those spaces so i continued doing um you know studies during the time i mean there's plenty of opportunities to do your you know your development academically but i always did that through the workplace um and yeah sort of just and then you can stay in that corporate stream or you can get into your own business and at my stage of life i really enjoy the diversity in different businesses and helping out young leaders that are kind of making their way and doing their thing just mm. swinging back to that architecture, you said you didn't have the skill and you think it's quite a niche skill. <sighs> skill versus
0: like a love and passion. If you don't quite have the skill for something, but you just love it and you're passionate, how mu- you got, how far can that get Yeah,
1: I think you've got to have both. Yep. I think you've got to have a gift mm. in whatever you're doing. But you've also got to have a, just a, a heart for that as well. Yeah, so, so it's, you can't have just one. Nah, I, yeah. I, I, it'll take you so far and then you get to a point where you go, I actually don't like what I'm doing. And I think a lot of people, you know, probably had moments of that in my time, but you can get to that point, And that's why I was saying to anyone that's listening, it's like if you are at that stage, just make a change. Right? There's plenty of opportunity out there at the moment. And it's, you know, it's, I know it sounds hard and it feels hard, but you know, if you if you you've got the skill and you've got the the kind of experience, but you don't have the desire and the passion and the enthusiasm, they go hand in hand. It's not yeah. going to work. It's not now yeah. yeah, yeah, spot
0: on. Present day Troy to yeah. future Troy. With yeah, the, uh, kids all grown up, finished school. Yeah, what, what, what do we what do, what do we anticipate? <laughs> no that looks idea. like we're still a long way away. But a like, long way away, yeah, like, Mate, what,
1: I, Look, I. Present-day um, goals and... I like to just... Ambitions. You know, I like to just do good things, right? Yeah. And I think um, I've got this sort of appetite to kind of keep doing what I'm doing and and doing diverse things over the next five to ten years. You know, we are getting to that So The weird thing is that we've got those older kids, but we decided to have a younger one in Jonah who's seven. So... Yeah we've got this weird space where we've got older kids growing up or growing up and then I've got a grade one. So our life's still going to be quite unique for a long period of time. But, yeah, I don't know, mate. Just be good, be kind. You know, I'm just going to keep doing random shit like I'm doing now and, you know, just living a good life. I want to sort of ease back maybe in five or so years, but right now I'm full throttle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Easing back to sort of – Spend more time with the kids? Just um, to, like. Yeah, I think just to make sure that you, you can enjoy the time you got, you know, mm. I mean, I kind of figure, without being too doom and gloomy, you know, <laughs> most of us have 80 years roughly on the planet, some yeah. more, some less, and, you know, I'm 50 of that in, so I've got 30 less, so I just want to make sure, what I often talk about is I want, by legacy, I want people to think of Troy in a good way. I want them to think that he's a good person he's yeah. done great things he's left his mark he's been reliable he's been consistent he's been fun you know all those things that i just want when i go um you know that i can look back and say i've done the very best i can um and i've lived a great life and i've had a lot of fun and and i've met a lot of amazing people yeah, and days like today sort of guy, even though. just this with you right you can yeah. quite easily say no nah, that's too hard don't have time for that but you just got to make time to kind of sit and mm. just reflect. It's the days like today are just a reason for that. Yeah.
0: Uh, importance of that quiet time and reflection, mm. which is something I've like learned very recently, yeah. that you've got to give yourself that space to shut the mind yeah. off, be quiet yeah. and just reflect. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: any any practices that you implement to help? Um, I think yeah. one, one of them for me is training. Yep. So I know it seems weird, but... This is a happy place for me, so when I get that hour, it is my time. So that's a selfish moment, and it should—it's not a selfish moment. It is my moment, right? And so that's one. Um, I get a lot of car time, so often it'll just be think time, Um, and you just. So I suppose the advice I'm giving to anyone out there listening is that you grab the moments that best suit you. Some people meditate, some people get up in the morning and sit outside, like it it, it will vary, yep. but you just take the moments where you can sort of, you know, internalise, yeah. that suit you. Like, one of the best bits of advice
0: I've got given by uh, Geordie Fado mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Um, when he's in the car, radio off, music <laughs> yeah. off, and that
1: that's like, that's, that's quiet time, time and just... It's That's good right. to just
0: not have any stimulus in the brain,
1: no yep. thoughts, just yeah. And, and it is; it, it, everyone will be different. Mm. So, but as long as you're getting that time to kind of think, and and you know, reflect. Sometimes it's a bit of planning. Sometimes it's a bit of analysing. It's just, and sometimes there's nothing, right? It's just, and it's, I suppose it goes back earlier. You know, a lot of enjoyment for Alan and I. Sometimes we'll just go away for a night or two because you don't get a chance when you're in a busy life to just talk mm. and just genuinely connect. Connect. You know? Yeah. So that's, yeah, for me and you know, Al, it's such a powerful thing.
0: Yeah, and that, that's mm. one thing I sometimes regret with the people close to me, like, that time when we catch up, sometimes there is no, like, deep connection that's or right, talk. Right. Sometimes
1: it's just shit talk. It's fleeting, which, right? Yeah, it's yeah. fleeting,
0: yeah. yeah and in, and I, I hope fleeting conversations.
1: Yeah, and in life, that's a lot of that, right? Mm. And so, if you, if you can commit to you know, whoever you're with, or a partner that you're with, or just a friend that you want to yep. spend time with, it's just be present, connect meaningfully, and give yourself the time and space to do that. Um, we we do have to wrap up soon yeah, because as I, as That's I said good. at the
0: start, Troy was Troy was baffled yeah, that uh, the podcast oh, goes for so long. He sh- thought it went for ten minutes. For <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> so thanks for sticking around for nearly forty. No, thanks, uh, the final question on the podcast is yes. always: if you could teach the world one thing, what would it be?
1: Uh, if I could teach the world one thing. Um, I, I mean I spend a lot of my time helping people understand what kindness means, um and and how they can kind of sort of be and and do kind things. So I just think sometimes we're in a world that judges very quickly and it's quite superficial and and we're just not kind to each other. Mm-hmm. Um so I think if we could have more kindness in the world and, and more 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 empathy for each other, um, we'd get a lot further. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would want. And, just, be and, yeah, just be kind. Yeah, just be kind to each other and just be nice to each other and just take a moment to understand each other's situation. Yeah. So don't judge. Forgive, you know, forgive if you can, right, because... There's so much conflict, and we just don't get past that conflict. And so I think, um, and you know, now more than ever in this world, we just need kindness, and we need to forgive. I love it. Mm. That is all. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks so, so much mate. for your time, great <laughs> yeah, man. Pleasure,
0: mate. Yeah.